Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Episode number 39 of the Rosie Report, regular season edition, big run scoring game edition of the Rosie Report. As we join you from Kauffman Stadium in Kansas City, Jim Rosenhouse along with you with uh, the Guardians wrapping up their series with the Royals on Thursday afternoon after a 14-1 win over Kansas City on Wednesday night. The 14 runs, the most they have scored in any game this season. Coming up in a little bit on the show, We'll uh, hear from Hammy and Mike Chernoff. That's who he interviewed instead of Tito yesterday on the manager's show, the general manager for the Guardians in town, as uh, Terry Francona has not managed in this series due to some health issues. And uh, Mike will bring us up to date on what's going on with Tito and when he is expected to return with Hammy a little bit later on in the show. But first, a look back at the ball game on Wednesday night. And it was scoreless until Jose Ramirez stepped in in the third inning. So here we go. Bases loaded. Nobody out. No score third inning. Royals infield double play depth. The pitch. And he swings and lines one to deep left field. This ball is gone! It's a line drive. Grand slam home run into the Cleveland bullpen in left. And Jose Ramirez with the first Grand Slam of the year for Cleveland. His fifth career Grand Slam. And Austin Cox pays the ultimate price, walking people ahead of Jose Ramirez. And the Guardians continue the home run barrage with Josh Bell in the fourth. Here comes the 0-1. Swung on, and that's lifted high and deep to right center. Oh, look out in the fountains, and it is a splashdown. Josh Bell goes deep into the fountains in right center. Two more on the board for Cleveland, and it's now 6-0. Oh, my. A majestic blast for Josh Bell as he hits home run number eight on the season. And it was all part of a 14-1 win for the Guardians over the Royals, a win that put them in first place in the American League's Central Division. After the game, acting manager DeMarlo Hale weighed in on the night's events. How nice was it to get one spread out? You guys have talked about just how much that helps just the mentality of these guys. Yeah, you know, I, I think the long ball played a big factor. You know, when you're talking about putting – you know, a four-run in and up, a seven-run in and, you know, the two-run homer by Bell, you know, I think that just helps, you know, kind of give you a cushion, you know, so it was good to see those guys swing the bat like this. What do you think of Logan Allen? I know you guys have talked about trying to get him deeper in games and not getting the pitch count up high. Yeah, well, the pitch count got up, you know, and uh, it was interesting talking to Carl there. It was quite a few foul balls on him, and, you know, 
Um, that helps with the pitch count getting up, um, battling those guys. So, you know, but I thought he made some big pitches when he had to, you know, and, and that's something to kind of hang your hat on. You know, he's a young pitcher, you know, going through some ups and downs, but he battles his, battled his ass off. So, you know, it, it was good to see that he battled. It was a grind though for him. With Bo, we saw him for his first few at-bats struggle a little bit. What have you seen different? I know Tito always talks about when you see a guy hitting the ball hard the other way, and that was good. Yeah, I, I just think he's a little calmer, you know, and, you know, you think about him coming up, um, um, probably want to impress so much so early, and, you know, I think he's starting to settle in, you know. Catcher got a lot of things on their plate, you know, uh, the different pitchers, the game plan. You know, it, it's a lot for a catcher, you know, in today's game, and, I think he's adjusting very well to it. Demilo, do you think uh, him having a big game defensively yesterday may have helped his offense a little bit? Well, I, I mean, I hope he's able to separate those, you know, defense offense. But you know, I think the confidence is building in him, no doubt. You know, and you know, those plays he made yesterday were, were, I mean, probably in the ESPY world <laughs> that, that pitch out um, twirling around. But I think confidence is a big factor. You know, both on the Defense and offense side. Bell doesn't miss him, does it? You know, when he hits him. Oh, yeah, it went a long way. I think it was on the second level of the water. So, you know, yeah, you, you just start to feel good about yourself, and hopefully we can, you know, keep this going and, you know, end this um, break before the All-Star on a good note for sure. Thank you. Thanks, yep. Also, after the game, Josh Bell talked about a big night at the plate. No, it's huge. Um, I think Cozy, you know, Sold the show and got us on the board early. Um, you know, you go up with a grand slam like that, and you know, it takes the pressure off and allows us to kind of relax in the box. What does it say about Jose? He got struck out on that slider and kind of looked back after it the first time. And that guy, he tried yeah. to come back with that next pitch the first next time he hits it out the park. What does it say about it? Yeah, I don't think you're going to get him twice, right? Yeah. Um, he's an incredible player, makes the adjustments. Um, and that's why he's, you know, he's stopping the game. For you, how nice was it to just get a couple of big hits for the team when you were able to? Well, it was cool to not hit a ball, you know, four feet in front of home. Um, so hopefully, you know, there's there's more to come like that. Uh, time will tell. Did you follow that one? No, I didn't see it. No, I just kind of saw the ball fly, and I was like, oh, God. it's been a minute since I've done that, so it felt good. Guys are anything? Yeah, I mean. We, we kind of expected this, um, you know, day one of camp, um, but still have a, a ton of uh, season left to play, and, um, you know, got to take care of every last ball game, so we plan to do that. And all the run scoring action coming on a night where Terry Francona was not managing the ball club, but it certainly sounds promising in terms of the health issue that has kept him out of this series so far in Kansas City. Tom Hamilton had a chance to visit with General Manager Mike Chernoff on the manager's show. Cherney filling in in town with Tito uh, back at the hotel resting last night, and he saw a good ball game if he tuned in on TV. And here's the latest on Terry Francona from Mike Chernoff. Well, the latest is really positive. He he got checked out last night and this morning, a whole bunch of tests. They put him through everything. If you ask him, literally everything, <laughs> and everything came back normal. So, you know, we've, we're feeling good about that. Tito was in really good spirits last night texting, and when I talked to him this morning, we'll have to see when he can come back. We're all kind of pushing him to just make sure he takes his time coming back, but he's chomping at the bit to be back here, and thankfully the tests all came back normally. Well, the good news is Tito's going to be good. He's going to be back either tomorrow or in Chicago, but he'll be with the ball club 
but people think a general manager's job is glamorous. Give us a little rundown of your day getting to Kansas City. <laughs> it was better than Tito's day, I can say that. But I, yeah, waking up at four in the morning, getting on a flight from Cleveland to O'Hare, having that flight canceled from O'Hare to Kansas City, and then I, Hammy, eventually I got here, and that's what's important, right? You were, what, 25th in line after being three hours late and there was a chance the president was coming into Chicago and shutting down the airport? That's right. If President Biden's Air Force One had come in in the middle of those 25 that we were in line, then we would have been there for hours on the runway. So thankfully, that part didn't happen, at least. Journey, um, you weren't here in person, but you obviously saw Gavin Williams last night. I don't know how you couldn't be impressed with that young man. It's so easy watching him throw 98. We're watching Brady Singer, and there's, I'm not disparaging Brady Singer, but that's a all-effort delivery. It, it's amazing how easy it looks for Gavin Williams. Yeah, it's funny. I was, I was watching it on TV last night because I wasn't here, and it looks so easy that I'm checking the radar gun each time, just like, oh, is he still pumping 98? And each one of those comes out at 98. He, You know, it's... It's not easy to transition to the big leagues as a young pitcher. And in his first start, you could see him fight through a few things. But really, in this second start, he looked every bit of you know everything we had seen in the minor leagues. And that was really good to see. Our team needs it, and it was great to see that coming out of him. Well, he was, what, he and Tanner Bybee, were they two guys out of 20 or 21? You drafted pitchers in 2021. So are there more of these guys coming? Yeah, yeah, that's right. We had, I think it was 20 out of our 21 picks that we made that year were were pitchers. Um, I hope there are more of them coming. I mean, look, we feel great about the young guys that we are infusing into the rotation now with Gavin, Tanner Bybee, Logan Allen. We also feel like we have a few guys, whether through the draft or trades or whatever, coming up through the system, a couple of young guys in AAA even that are kind of knocking on the door. Um, so that our goal is to always have just a consistent pipeline, right? It's hard to do, but our organization, our, between our scouts, our development staff, and our major league staff, that has they, they have been so good in building that pipeline and just consistently keeping it coming. Cherney, when you look ahead to the draft, which is right around the corner now, All-Star Sunday, do you go heavy position player because you went so heavy pitching-wise in 21, or is that a, a moot point? It's a moot point. And it's funny, in that year, we didn't strategically set out to take pitching. You know, we got a lot of questions after the draft about what's your strategy, why are you loading up on these pitchers, and we just try to take the best player on the board, especially when you're in the draft or in international sphere when you're taking, you know, 16-year-old players in the Dominican or Venezuela. Um, We just try to find the best player in each of these amateur markets. And the way that our picks went and the way the draft went, we happened to load up on pitching. Last year, we took Chase DeLauder with our first pick, a, a really good young outfielder. Um, so we'll just have to see who's in the mix this year. But there, there's no there's no strategic component to it in terms of position for us. With the draft coming when it does, and then the trading deadline shortly thereafter, do we not hear as much trade talk right now? Are you guys more focused on the draft, or can you do both at the same time? Or how does that work, Mike? Yeah, I think it's hard, Hammy. I mean, it's, you know, in terms of just bandwidth, it's it's human beings in the front office, you know, yeah. and, and we are spending a lot of time on making sure we get things right in the draft and do the best that we absolutely can, and we're prepared for every pick. And at the same time, we're trying to prepare for the trade deadline. We're trying to assess our own team, determine what our needs and strategy are, and think about how we engage with other teams. 
we have to do both at the same time, but it, 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 you tap into the same bandwidth for each of those. And I think when, when the draft got moved up to July, mid-July, it definitely made it a little bit harder for us from a preparation standpoint. And I think it's made it more challenging to have conversations with other teams because you see the same thing on other ends too, where you reach out to another team and you can start those conversations, but sometimes they don't go as far as maybe you'd like them to just because of the lack of time to dig in on those concepts. By the time tonight is over, because Minnesota lost today, you could be in first place without even yet being at 500. Now, I know you guys don't get fooled um, by what you're seeing on the field or standings or whatnot. Does that complicate things at the trade deadline when you're in first place potentially and, and yet you're not having the year you hoped you would have? Well, for, first off, I'll try to pull a page out of Tito's book. We are just looking to win tonight's game, and we are, you know, this is whatever, June 28th, we're not focused on the standings in that, in that way and thinking about every night where we are. Um, we're much more focused just on ourselves and how do we make sure we can be the best team that we can possibly be. In terms of the trade deadline approach, I, I wouldn't say it complicates. I think it makes it better for us. I mean, mm-hmm. look, we did not play great to start the year, but we're still in this thing, and I think that is – it's a huge benefit of our division this year that we can still be really competitive. And I don't even think we've seen the best of this team yet. That's Mike Chernoff. Cherny, we really appreciate you joining us. And uh, I know it means a lot to Tito. You, you came out here because you were worried about Tito. Yeah, that's right. And we're all wishing Tito the best and, and a huge uh, moment of gratitude for the, for the Kansas City medical team mm-hmm. that helped him out too, the Royal staff and the Kansas University Hospitals. Good stuff there from Hammy and General Manager Mike Chernoff. And that's going to do it for episode number 39 of the Rosie Report. It's on to Wrigley Field for the weekend and then uh, back home for a big series with the Atlanta Braves starting Monday night, July the 3rd, a game that is almost sold out at this point. Still some tickets remaining, but jump on those quickly if you plan on going Monday night. They're also home on the 4th and the 5th as well before the Royals come in on uh, the next homestand as well, leading into the All-Star break. Well, that's going to do it for this edition. Until next time, this is Jim Rosenhouse thanking you as always for downloading and listening to The Rosie Report.